Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Good morning and welcome to another gigantic edition of Jack and Flash right here on 1629 Tassie. 1611 Northern Tassie and the SEN app. All thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate agent experts. David Lithgow with you this morning. Great to have your company. And well... My mate's playing footy tonight, so when that happens, we know he's not here and I've got the greatest luxury of all to bring another old mate of mine to, to work with me this morning, Brett Jeeves. Good morning, young man. Good morning, David. Now, you're, uh, you're doing our Saturday morning programs now. You've done the last couple with Holly, yep. which is tremendous. She, you a, seem to be working well together. She's a workhorse. She is, isn't um, she? She's amazing, to be honest. She's working sales during the week. Sorry, I'm going to fix my mind That's here. Um, yeah, she works sales during the week. She produces yes. the show, writes the theme tune, sings the theme tune. And yeah. And I kind of roll in, and um, it's all set up. So no, she's a she's an absolute gun. She's doing a great job, and um, really establishing SEN well down here, sales perspective, and um, yeah, and the, and the and the show's going well. So it's and it's good fun. She's excellent. Good, really good sense of humour. So well, I think we're bouncing nicely. Good on you, mate. Great that you, uh, you can join us today. And what about? The footy tomorrow, your, your beloved Hawks. You can taking the boys along to watch the local derby. Well, they've, they've <laughs> taken off for a, they've taken off for a couple of nights. I'm living bachelor life oh, oh, uh, up in up in your old stomping ground up in Lonnie. They love it in Launceston. Yes, to be honest, there's a lot. That park up there is awesome, phenomenal. It's good for, for kids, kids Lonnie. You're right. Stay at the country club and yes. swim in the pool and. Um, they really like the aquatic centre up there as well. Aquatic so, centre just leaves it for dead down here. Well, that's huge. They've yeah, got the old school correct. slide. Yeah, they do. Yeah, climb to the top. Uh, swim your way down. Yeah. Uh, so no, they're in Lonnie for a couple of days, so we won't get to the footy. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll watch. I'll check yeah. in. Yeah. Love it, Hawks. Have been okay. They're going uh, fine. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. A couple of positives. John Newcomb's been just. <laughs> he's phenomenal. Yeah, these those big bulldozer legs, and oh, he screams out of packs, and he's got a pretty good. He boot looks on like him. a nice boy, and he's tough as. Does he like? He looks like a, a ripper young lad, yeah. soft and gentle, and he's yeah. hard as a cat's head. We'd love to hear from you. Text in on oh four three seven double five two five three five, and tweet us on at SEN Tassie. Of course, we'll be broadcasting the game tomorrow with Matty Capuano, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Very exciting. Suddenly, it doesn't look a bad game on paper. The Kangaroos getting their first win in an age 
uh, last weekend against uh, our producer Mitch Scott's beloved Tigers, and I can assure you, Mitchy boy has been very, very, very offbeat well, this week. More importantly, have, have we have we heard from Jack this week? How's he uh, been after that? Yeah, are we chatting to Jack today? No, we won't get him today. He, he's not he, on. He's right. okay. That's how angry he is. Yeah. He's, he's gone completely underground for it's the week. It's interesting actually because he kicked two goals, six. Yeah, um, but he got he a lot pl- of it. He, he played really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that uh, losing was perhaps all down to his fault. In no, fairness, I'm a no. cheerleader. I think they've got a look. They get a couple of players back. The Tigers are hanging on by three. We're going to talk about that now, Brett. Today we've Sorry. got lots to talk about. Um, what about now? Speaking of Galorki Cricket Club legends, you know who we've got on today. Well, you don't because I haven't told you. Rocket Ede. Well, you know, you know, Rocket's <laughs> Newtown, don't you? But he played yeah. at Galorki, but no. he's original Newtown. I think he's straight new. I think his brother played a little bit of Glenorchy. I think Rocket's straight Newtown. Obviously, Dad Brian was he legend of both. Ah, sure, yeah. That's, yeah. And I, I don't think Rocket ever snuck into the into Pie Park. But you it, sure? It could Even be worth when he was sixteen, seventeen for Tassie, was he playing? I think there? he might have been a straight townie. Good. Yeah, good but cricketer. We, we can, I think he was very, good cricketer. Yeah, that's the that's the word. Yeah. A huge sporting family, obviously. Yeah, uh, Brian, just one of the absolute. Sporting greats. Oh, here we um, go. I've just got, we've just got here his Wikipedia. According to Mitch, says he was recruited from Glenorchy. I'm not oh, sure. I, I'd be keen I, to I'm, ask I'm you s- about this. Of course, I'm sitting next to the greatest Glenorchy cricketer of all time, so you would think that he would know all we're about this. Far, and I'll be wrong. Let's settle down just a little bit, but we also know that my knowledge of history <laughs> beyond last week is not great. Rockets coming on, which is exciting. Hawthorne GM of football, Rob McCartney, head of the Battle of Tassie. Tomorrow against North Melbourne, he'll be on with us as well. Matt Reed from Taz Racing. He comes on for a few minutes every week and tell us what's happening in the world of racing in Tasmania. Hot or not, apology letters, it's all there with us. Um, and the straight and the Tassie team, Brett. This is really starting to come to the boil. We know we're about a month away from it all happening um, when the meeting happens and According to all our sources, the big boppers are in town today, mm. and um, I guess it'll be a sales uh, show almost from the Taz government saying this is what the stadium's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Um, make sure we've got a team down here. Well, and, and that's that's kind of what it comes down to, doesn't Pretty it? Pretty you know, are, are the government willing to stump up the coin required to... Uh, to ensure that we get the stadium, yes. um, I loved um, I love Brett Stubbs's reporting on this all throughout. His you know the, the Mercury have been great, I think, in in pushing for this, and, and Stubbs in particular has um, you know been right on it. And his report last week around some Stubbs, of, he has been right on that. She will done been Brett very Stubbs. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's been very good. Um, so a lot of the financial stuff was you know spoken yes. about last week and broken down potential 10 million a year 15 years and some federal government input into the stadium and that's right and and it's it started to look a little nicer for the state government that there wasn't going to be this 750 million dollar outlay for the stadium and 15 to 20 million dollars a year that we've heard the Melbourne media talk about for the for the license yes it didn't it didn't i mean it's still an unbelievable amount of money and a huge investment from state government but it, 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 it laid out a little cleaner than perhaps had been spoken about previously. So uh, it, it is exciting, super exciting. But 
the good news for Tasmanians is that if we don't get the license, yes, uh, we know that there's a lot of money there to be spent in other areas, and that's got to be a positive too. Well, some audio from the week. Now, we know that the Melbourne media, just the last three or four weeks, have just gone off the boil in terms of we haven't had too much of Tom Brown whacking. Uh, Tassie's not going to have an et cetera. But we've got some good audio here, firstly from Gil McLaughlin and then Tom Brown in Melbourne last night. The stadium is one of the biggest issues and uh, you know, my team, our team, uh, led by Matthew Chun and a few guys are working with the Tasmanians on all the options. They're looking at... Um, Possible sites, costs, and doing a report to come back because that's a critical piece of it. So that's the, the largest piece of the outstanding stuff. And you're I more think. positive now than you were a month ago on the stadium. Don't worry about anything else on the stadium. There's a spot there, I know that. So that's a yes. How much it will cost and all <laughs> Just that? Just say yes or no, yes or no. I am about the same, Mark. <laughs> I'm a very even-keeled approach to this. <laughs> Are we on track for an August vote still or is that going to be too soon? Oh, it'll be in August sometime. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's on track, yes. The AFL's made it crystal clear to Tasmania in recent weeks they must present and fund a stadium, a new stadium, to obtain a dedicated side. But time is running out. Currently, there's no formal proposal. So the AFL's now chipping in and helping. Tomorrow, I can reveal Travis Old and Matthew Chun, who's their infrastructure expert at the AFL, will travel to Hobart to assist the Tasmanians. They've really now got to come up with detailed plans and funding up to $500 million in the space of the next couple of weeks to present to presidents in late August. OK, so there's Tom Brown on Channel 7 last night. Uh, first time we've heard from Tom about the the Tassie situation for a few weeks. Um, look, Gil, a bit non-committal again there, and he's keeping his cards close to his chest. But I guess, um, yeah, we're moving forward. I think it looks pretty positive. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the biggest fear, I think, for Tasmanians in general was, was the cost. And, yep. I mean, the, the world's in a bad place. I mean, we've spoken about this a lot. Fuel's yes. 220 You paid 10 bucks for a lettuce. Mortgage rates are, are, are about to skyrocket again. Um, the impact that has on, on an already um, enormous problem in, in homelessness and mental health and all these areas of, of, of societal um, problems you know, that they realistically need addressing. Yeah, you know, health system. Um, it, it does it does start to look a little cleaner on that front. So, you know, obviously the stadium's huge and how it's funded is even more important, I think, for Tasmanian people as far as getting this licence. So um, it is it's it is super exciting, super exciting. And, yeah, because you, you, you were there in 1990, Tasmania versus I Victoria, was. North yeah, Hobart Oval, yeah. 455,000 people. Oh, they were all there. So they I was definitely in. there, though. I watched yep. between someone's legs up in that top ten. Like, it yep. was, you know, every every it seems every Tasmanian Iconic. was at that game. And ever yes. since then, for me, it's just been huge. Yes. Like, you know, it, it inspired football in me. That was that was the moment. Oh, definitely. And, and, I, and you know, I think it's been the same for most Tasmanians, and, and I'm sure that, you know, the generation above us had a moment before then that, well, you know, they were kind of like, you know, we, we need this. So um, it's been festering for a while. Off the text, Rodney Ede is a buck. Okay, that's, a buck. Uh, that's good. We've uh, the mail from my man here, Brett, was spot on. And David's also saying, could we get a place on the show to blow a horn every time Tom Brown posts a negative story, <laughs> RE Tasmania? Thank you, David. Well, he was, look, that wasn't, that was probably, he was, 
not as negative as he normally is there, but my gosh, is he... Um... I've got to say, it's probably a blessing Tom Brown's not aligned to SEN because you're, the favourite thing for you about yes. this show is whacking Tom Brown, I think. Well, again, he's, it's just the fact that he's very typical as a Melbourne person who's so ill-informed about everything Tasmania. And I really laugh at, you know, whoever it is, whether it's one of the guys I've classified, Eddie, or whoever, talking about Tasmania, like they have intimate understanding and details about it. Two things, neither of them would have ever had a meal at Salamanca. Neither of them would have been out the road to Mona. No one would have a clue as you know, where Tasmania is these days. Yeah, really Ted, I think on that, Tassie's a little broader than Salamanca and Mona. Like, that's not, yeah, that's not Heartland Tasmania. No, that's that's not. You know, not what the majority of Tasmania is about. So, and But it does speak to your point that, that they don't know. Like, yes. they may have eaten at Salamanca. They may have gone to Mona. That doesn't sure. give you insight into Tasmanians. Well, give us a call, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 1533 or text 0437-552-535 to join in the conversation. Are you feeling glass half full about what we're hearing a month out from the decision? Um, if you were pitching the AFL, what's your, what are you going to say? What's your selling point? Brett said it's nothing to do with Salamanca or Mona. We're, uh, we're a lot deeper than that, and that's quite true. Um, love to hear your thoughts on about it. I mean, you listen to Gil there, and he, I, I, I don't know if we can take anything out of that at all. No. But not, it's Gil, not he, filling me confidence, but it's not... He, it, do, he doesn't give much away, Gil. He's, no. he's a very good operator, I think. Like, he, he's good-looking, he's charismatic, uh, he's got all the attributes, and he's, a, he's a generally a very good communicator as well. You know, and we'll speak about this later, but I love during the week, you know, his, uh, his honesty yes. around the tackling head high, diving for free kicks in her. I thought he just came out and was very clear that he didn't like the exploitation of the rule as it stands. Yep. So it needs to be tightened up. I, 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 I think he's great in situations like that. He just goes, whack, it's clean, it's done. It's not, it's not bumbling, it's not rambling. And, and I think he's been pretty good with the, with the Tassie stuff. You feel like when he goes to bed at night, puts his head on the pillow... Um, one of the million things that goes through his head is, I really hope this Tassie thing happens. I feel like he wants it to happen. You certainly yeah. get that over the last six months. Yeah. Prior to that, no, not so much. No, like it's, and but, but he hasn't ever really given us the dream, has he? You know, like prior, prior to the last maybe 12 months, you knew that it just wasn't on the table for Gil. That, that, that's, that's my reading of it. But just over the last period, he started to plant the seed a little bit that this could actually happen. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back to Jack and Flash on SEN Tasmania. Brett Jeeves in for Jack this morning. Off the text here, Brett, 0437 Any news on the Tassie bid? JD listening in from Sydney. Well, JD, thanks for your text. We are waiting and it does feel like today we're going to get a little bit more of a something. I just don't know what it is. Mm. Um, did everyone think that this was going to be funded by the state government? You're kidding. That's from a non-anonymous. Thank you, anonymous. 
I'm feeling a little nervous if the government and the task force can't justify to the AFL that a stadium is viable, what do we have to fall back on from Steve from Sandy Bay? And Steve, yep, sure. Yeah, it is. It's it, We're still a bit tender hooks. You're feeling more confident as the day. Jack, for example, he's he's never waved. He said, it's a done deal, Flash. Stop talking about it. It's going to happen. So there is a variety of reports and, and feelings about it all, and we're just gonna we're just going to see what happens. Now, your, well, it's not your first lover. It's your profession was cricket. I don't think it's your first love. Is that the right thing to say? I was about to say your first love. That ain't true. No, nah, there was a time I, I loved cricket. I, lo- I loved it. And it's, it's, like that, uh, it's like that saying, you know, you should never meet your heroes. I yes. think when, you, uh, when the, the experience for me in cricket was, was amazing. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, like any job after 10 years, you I feel like the old you get as 40 sort of happened and you're sort of rolling forward. Now, maybe you're starting to, is it true, you're starting to look back with a little bit more fondness. Is that a fair way? You, you sort of, like us all, we get old, we've got our kids and the kids are now playing cricket and all that happens and then it all gets washed up and you probably reflect a little bit. It's easy to be fond of 10 years of playing golf, drinking booze and travelling the country. <laughs> like... There's, there is a fair bit to like about that. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I look, I look back on on that ten years. Well, you should be, you should be proud. Particularly, you know, you've got kids. It's of course, and, man. and a full time job and a side hustle yeah, and all that. Um, I haven't looked at my golf clubs for six months. Same. You know, so it's um, three months. Yeah, that I think we all. Everyone who's you know hit forty and has kids and a full time job and side hustle looks back on their twenty to thirty. Um, with a with a, with an element of fondness. <laughs> that's that, yeah. That seemed like a fun time. Take me back. The Hobart Hurricanes set to unveil their long-awaited coaching lineup today at a press conference at 11 a.m. Now the Mercury Brett Stubbs, who's he's had a good uh, peer. He got one wrong there when he went early. What was that a few months ago? He went early with. It's when Jeff Warren was announced as the oh, Ryan Harris. Yeah, he said Ryan Harris no, had the job. No, but he 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 confirmed. So Stubbsy wasn't wrong. Harris had confirmed, yes, and then um, had to sell the sell the wife that it was the right move. They came down, had a look, and it was it was kiboshed. So he was on the money. Well, the reports today suggesting that Jeff Vaughan will be the head coach and SEN's own Darren Berry is the strategy coach and James Hopes coming along as a bowling coach. I mean, you played a lot of cricket against James Hopes. He's, look, uh, for any of us Tasmanians, Queensland has almost felt like just about the biggest rivalry. What a, what a player Hopes was. And he, tell me, from a viewing point, he never used to look like he carried on. He played the game. He batted and bowled in the situation. And he's just always seemed like a good dude. Is that what he was like in the field? Yeah, no, you've summed it up really well. He's, yeah. he's an excellent fella. Uh, great golfer as well. Plays off uh, scratch to one. Does he really? Hits a beautiful little cut. Um, and he, he's, he's a great, he's a really strong appointment. I know, um, you know Ponting loves him. I think he's been his right-hand man at the, cap, the Delhi Capitals in the IPL for... Uh, the last little period. So, you know, Ponting obviously likes hopes from a strategy standpoint, bowling coaching um, standpoint. Darren Berry um, has been around T20 cricket, you know, since its inception. So he's, I think he was Warney's right-hand man with the Rajasthan Royals yes. in the first IPL. Um, so which he's they been, won, didn't they? Which they won. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's been lurking around the IPL for, for quite a while. Um uh, I think has you know coached the strikers. Um, so to bring in someone of that coaching calibre, um, along with hopes in a, in a strategy kind of game management role to support Jeff Vaughan, um, 
who will be the communicator. He'll he'll be the glue guy. He'll piece it together. He'll you know he'll be the guy that will you know will have the strong relationships with the players, um, and he'll be well supported by you know um, by a couple of you know of the game's greatest strategists. So I think uh, I think Ricky's put together a pretty strong team. Uh, well, a very strong team. Um, but I I really like the the thought that's gone into the structure that. You know, Jeff Vaughan hasn't played a lot of T20 cricket, hasn't sure. coached a lot of T20 cricket, but cricketers love him as a communicator and as a person, and the players love him as a communicator and as a person. Really smart move to to, to continue to tap into that and yes. support him with... Surrounding yourself with some... Yeah, yeah, with, with two really strong T20 strategists. So uh, Ricky's shown some some structural smarts there, and um, and I think what we'll see is some real improvement... Um, in terms of the, the game management um, that has plagued the Hurricanes for its entire run um, through the BBL. They've, they've had the best lists um, for a lot of the years and have, and have really fallen over through their, through their in-game decision-making. So, um, and you've only got to go back to, to last year with the, you know, with the management of, of players. They were a surefire thing for the finals. They rested their players in the last roster match, coughed up 290, or whatever it was, Maxwell was that last year or the year before? Yeah, yeah no, no, that was last year. Griff's last year, and uh, and then lost their momentum. Um, that that won't happen under a Ponting Berry Hopes led team. I wonder what everyone... uh, born Ponting Hopes Berry. Yep, all of those. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. Text in and tell us what you think of that. Now, I, did I'm, we quickly? I'm, yep. I'm keen to hear your take because you you follow the BBL. More than me, and you and you follow the Hurricanes yeah. a lot. What what what's your take on this? Uh, it's good, yeah, it's good, and I think you summed it up well with the, the Jeff Fawn. This is new for him, so um, he's really this is a really challenging gig too, isn't it? Like this is, you know, the pressure that's going to be on him with the Hurricanes job is going to be far outweigh what it is for Tasmania. Is is the although you're doing a lot more with the Tigers, etc. You've got this six-week sort of tournament condensed, but the spotlight, the TV coverage, the pressure, um, I'm not saying it's more important. However, I think the... So I think you're right. Surround yourself with these good guys. Ponting's involved. Hopes, Chuck... I, I like it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Vaughan can fail in this. No. And he, he's an unbelievable negotiator. Like, I don't know if you remember, we spoke to him here a couple of months ago. Yes. No manager... <clears throat> negotiated a five-year deal with Kriataz to be the, the coach over there and has worked his way into negotiating the to, to be the BBL coach. Just one quickly here, Brett, before we go. Uh, did we miss an opportunity with the, with Justin Langer? I think if he wanted the job, it was his. Yeah. So I don't think it's an opportunity missed. Um, I'm sure Ricky was asking the question. I'm happy I'm happy with what they've done. No, I think it I think it works well. And what what Tasmanians will like about Hopes and Berry is that they're, they're Tasmanian-type people. Uh, good, yes. honest, humble fellas. Uh, good sense of humour. Um, but they get in, they get it done. They enjoy beer. Uh, really good people. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think for the first time in a while, the Hurricanes have got it right. So, 11 o'clock today. So, big day for Tassie Sport, the announcement for the Hurricanes. And, of course, the big boppers down here from the AFL looking to see what's happening with the venue which is such a big part of what's going to happen with this AFL Tasmanian team going forward. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today 
on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. A good morning to you. If you've just joined us this morning on Jack and Flash, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves in for Jack this morning. The Tigers playing tonight. Footy's looking good again this weekend. There's some ripping games, Brett, as we really close in on the end of this AFL season. What a year it's been so far. So even with so many stories yet to be told, looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. Real privilege here. We've got somebody on the line. I know you're very fond of Brett, and it's great to have Rodney E. Tasmanian footy legend, Hawks legend, as a Swans person that I am, Brett. Uh, one of my favourite coaches too of a yesteryear. Good morning to you, Rocket. Thanks for joining us on the program. Morning, David. Morning, Brett. How are you, boys? Morning. Going really well, thanks. Um, you must be feeling a bit excited and a little bit nervous um, for yourself and the family. You've got a big night tonight, mate, being inducted into the Hawthorne Hall of Fame. That must be a big thrill. It's taken a while to get you there. <laughs> yeah, that's taken a while. I was actually notified last year, Jeff Kennett phoned me, but uh, with, um, uh, with COVID, they couldn't have an event last year, so... They've, put, uh, they've doubled up with us uh, two in a two in a row or two in one year, but yeah, yeah, certainly an honour and certainly very humbled about it. You've got some legends being inducted as well. Another Tasmanian, Darren Pritchard, Terry Wallace, and Andy Collins. Just tell me with a question. It's not something I was going to ask you, but as the years roll on, and in your case, a four-time champion with the Hawks, do you do you guys do what most footy clubs do and you, and you catch up a bit during the year a couple of times and what what do you keep those relationships reasonably solid or life goes on and you, and you don't catch up as much as you like which is like for all of us, that's normally what happens um, Yeah, I think life just keeps going on I suppose in my situation, being at so many other clubs after I finished playing at Hawthorne that, uh, that you end up being interstate or you're being busy but Probably the last year or so, I've um, you now started to catch up with quite a few guys. We have quite a few unions, obviously. Uh, but yes. having lunch a bit with Peter Swab, John Kennedy, Gary Ayres a bit, catch up with Dermot a bit. So you probably see guys around. Um, we generally have, you know, they have a life members day. They have, you know, they have quite a few sort of functions around and you catch up with guys. That's good. And you're still coaching, of course. You're, uh, you're born. You're obviously enjoying that. Um, I know... Good mate of mine, Big Hamish McIntosh, is there with you. Um, oh, you, you, right. you. You love it still, this coaching caper? Yeah, I, admit, I do enjoy it. Um, I'm director of coaching at Scotch College, one of the big schools yes. here in Melbourne as well, um, and at Bourne, which is quite enjoyable. Obviously, Hamish is down there this year. He's, he's quite good friends with a couple of the players, and uh, I think he used to share an apartment with the captain of Bourne, so he's been, he's been a great acquisition. He's a good fella, and... Uh, Last minute, I, I enjoy the interaction. It keeps you young, I think. It's getting older as I am, but uh, keeps you younger, mixing with the younger guys. Rocket, uh, obviously a huge day for, for Tassie footy with AFL um, head office big wigs coming down for talks around the stadium. Um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a hot agenda topic for a while now. What, um, what would it mean to you to have a, to have a Tasmanian team finally, finally representing in, um, in the AFL? Yeah, well, it's about time. I mean, uh, I mean, they really have to get it going. Um, you know, football's uh, probably not dying on the vine, but it's certainly been diluted to what it used to be like. And um, obviously, basketball have got to jump and uh, gathering the, the the hearts and minds of 
younger people in Tassie. So I think, um, you know, really, and I think everyone's got to take a bit of blame for that, including the AFL. And um, I think they've really got to get a team in. And I think if it doesn't doesn't work now, or if they don't get the green, you know, the green light this year, I don't know if it will ever happen. So I think, um, you know, the Tassie government have done a great job and the task force have done a great job of what they've presented. And uh, um, I'm fairly confident, fairly positive it'll happen. But uh, I think it'll be fantastic for footy in general and great for the state. So now as a as a young boy, Rocket, um, who 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 was the team that you followed? Like, what what inspired you to choose footy as a pathway? And we spoke at the start about you know your strong sporting family, your dad, um, you know, across both uh, Newtown Glenorchy Cricket Club. Your brother was a, a good sportsman. You played cricket as well. What what kind of sent you down the football path? Um, oh yeah, well certainly my dad because of uh, his footy interests and. Uh, what he did um, when I was growing up as a youngster, he was ended up because he played for Glenorchy Footy and then um, he umpired, but he coached university in the amateurs, and that was my sort of uh, following when I was a, when I was a kid. Um, obviously, followed Glenorchy uh, as a junior in Collingwood on my team, being the black and whites. Um, so that was really uh, why that uh, I actually played footy and cricket because Dad was obviously very good at both and. Uh, that's what we did it for six months a year, so each each sport. So um, I was very passionate about it, probably more passionate about the cricket than the footy when I was younger, but um, <laughs> end, uh, end up choosing the footy. It's interesting, Rocket, and I'm, I'm interested in your point of view in terms of um, the critics about the Tassie AFL team, and we know who they are. Um, Eddie's had his say many times. Um, you spent some time at Collingwood, so you you know Eddie reads me well for sure, and we hear the reporting, etc. I've often wondered uh, when I hear them talk about Tasmania as a whole, which which they do they actually understand the fabric of Tasmania? Do they understand the place Tasmania? And 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 thirdly, a modern Tasmania in twenty twenty two and what it's actually like as a state here in Hobart and Tassie in general abroad. And it's a different place. I'm not sure how often you've been down here the last few years, but it really has generated yeah. some real vibes of you know that's. Um, Everything you don't hear from these sorts of guys. Oh, there's no doubt they don't understand uh, Tassie footy or Tassie as a place. And I know that's really taken off too. I mean, it'd be great to, for for players who went who went to Tassie. It'd be great business opportunities. They say that oh, they wouldn't be able to retain uh, players. Well, that's that's garbage. Um, I reckon it'd be a fantastic place. Uh, for young footballers or, you know, to set business up. Um, they're saying economically it wouldn't stand up. I think that's garbage as well. Um, and the other thing they say is, oh, well, it's going to, you know, they can't have a 19 team because there's not enough players to go around. Well, an easy solution to that is, how about every team have two players less on their list? Instead of 38, we have 36. Um, and there's, there's an extra 36 players that are going to go into the pool. So uh, every argument they have is just, is just total garbage. And... Uh, I think, as I said before, the task force and the government have done a great job, really, about presenting uh, what the football would look like, what the economics would look like. And I think, you know, there's a north-south divide, as we know, Brett, <laughs> pretty strong. Um, but I'm, I'm, but I'm sure if they, uh, if the team was brought in the right way and the development programs underneath it, unite the state, I'm sure it would actually unite the state, and I think it would be fantastic for them. Rocky, you've been, you know, obviously lifelong member of footy, been a lot of clubs, had, had involvement with the Gold Coast Suns. If 
if Tassie were to get a team, what, what's, what's the one thing that, you know, as a team, as an organisation, they would need to implement to ensure that it's sustainable, to make sure it's worked, that, you know, that, that there's some success straight away? Oh, geez. success straight away is probably a bit, uh, probably the, the hardest thing to, to ensure. Um, they'd have to obviously get some uh, draft concessions and probably some concessions to get some experienced players uh, over there, um, or over to Tassie to play. I, my my big thing is that if they set the development programs up correctly, and I think it's got to be more than just have the um, have the elite side. I think they've got to really look at how the how all the pathways go. So suburban footy, um, country footy, all about them not only surviving but thriving. So it's it's a whole community process rather than just have the elite the elite uh, team and maybe the next team underneath. So if they can get that right, um, I'm sure that they will have great pathways and a great funnel for the juniors to actually go and aspire to play AFL footy and be a constant the way to think that the Gold Coast, they have extra players available on their rookie list. So they, they have five and six, eight Tasmanians always coming through and I think that would be fantastic. I think it's uh, interesting tonight that, that you'll be inducted into the Hawthorne Hall of Fame with another Tasmanian, Darren Pritchard, who was my favourite footballer of all time as a kid growing up. That mullet through the wing to Dunstall. Beautiful he, kid. He inspired me uh, as, a, as a young footballer. But you know, if, if you think about the pathways back then for you and, and, and for Pritchard and for all the Tasmanians, all the Tasmanian greats, what, what like, you know, modern day, obviously, you know, you need those links, but... Um, why, you know, over the last little period, you know, we have seen that that well dry a little bit, and and it's a similar pathway to the one that you came through. Strong junior performance, you know, a little bit of senior involvement, and and you kind of picked out. How 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 has that dried up so badly? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think probably uh, without knowing too many facts, I think it comes down to money a bit. I think that's quite strange, and I I don't think the AFL are probably invested enough um, in in local football um, in in Tasmania I think uh, kids have gone to do other things so I don't think the participation rates are probably as high as they used to be so um, and I think where this is a great advantage for young kids in Tassie if we get a, if we get a um, team in the NFL well previously it was probably if you showed enough uh, probably the better younger players they're the ones who need to get no football club would grab them. Where now it's probably there's a greater base available, I would thought, or opportunity for younger players. So if the AFL allow it, not only getting drafted to your local um, AFL team, which obviously the Tasmanian one, but if they allow more spots on the list, like on the rookie list, if you can take an extra six or seven or eight, like the Gold Coast rather do from Queensland and from Northern Territory, which has been great for them, I think it would be aspiring for young kids to get into the system and, uh, and I've got no no doubt if they do that development pathway the right way then more kids would take it up um, there'd be better coaching that's another thing they need to get right at the junior level as well um, and I think there'd be a fair chance we'd have more more local players um, and, actually, and that should be the aim I reckon in so, so the team uh, got the tick this year and, and it came in within three years I reckon we're 10 years after that You'd like to have at least a fifty percent representation for Tasmanian team. Yeah, which is which actually leads to a pretty good point. So you, know, you spoke before about the draft concessions. 
Is is there a case potentially for you know, um, you know giving the draft concessions to clubs who hold Tasmanian players? So if Toby Nankervis wants to be a part of, of the Tasmanian push in three years' time, he can do that, and then Richmond are compensated with draft draft concessions um, rather than giving the concessions early days to Tasmania and it going to the draft and picking kids from all over the country. Um, providing those concessions to clubs and, and providing the opportunity for Tasmanians to, to be a part of um, of the startup. Oh, there's no doubt. No, there's different ways of doing it, and uh, I think if uh, you, know, you give them uh, give them some draft concessions where they take some kids, but not as many as the GWS and Gold Coast, but then you give draft concessions that have to be traded, and you, yeah, you say like whether it's. Nankervis or you know, maybe a younger Jack Reed. Well, it wouldn't be Jack now, but um, those type <laughs> no, of things. Guys, yeah, he, he disagrees with you, mate. He, he's still, he's he's still keeping, the, he's keeping the lines open. He'll be 36 and a half, 37. He hasn't ruled himself <laughs> out. He'll be Methuselah. But those type of... Yeah, I, I think there's ways around it where those teams get compensated. Um, and, um, and, and if Tazzy are able to get a... I don't know how many, you know, arbitrary number, half a dozen or so Tasmanian players who want to come back and be part of it. And then also they get some draft concessions of some better youngsters and they'll be able to um, fast-track that development but fast-track the team, no doubt. Just one more just one more to finish up. We will let you go, Rod. Um, the AFL flag this year, um, who's going to win it? It, it? We thought at the start of the year it was Melbourne and they're going to look awfully hard to beat. And the group below... Um, Melbourne are very much still there, but the Cats are playing well. The Fremantle Dockers, the Swans are playing well. What's your feeling about how this is going to end up? Oh, yeah, it's um, it's very even, and I think it's going to depend a lot on what players are available. So injuries and, and COVID coming again. So um, who's hurt and struck by that? So I don't. I um, David, I do like the Swans. So um, fingers crossed for them that they can. Um, they can jump up. I think. I think John Longmore's done a fantastic job with the with the team over such a long period of time. Um, uh, so uh, I'd like to see them win. Um, the Cats. I'm not a big Cats fan, so hopefully they don't win. So um, maybe yeah. Brutal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, um, but maybe maybe Melbourne can get their act together if they can get a forward um, on fight. So, um, but I think it's pretty even. Just to answer a text for us, Galorki or Newtown was your was it Newtown or was it? I thought you were a Galorki person, but obviously your old man was. Did you see yourself as a Newtown or Galorki cricketer? No, no, I didn't play with Galorki. Uh, see, I told you. No, well, you I questioned me. Well, I was, yeah. you were a and I'm <laughs> devastated as well. We'd love Rocket out of the so, prize, but so I, um, yeah, my dad played uh, Newtown, and that's why I went there. Dad played in seven premierships in nine years at Newtown, and then played. Went and captain coach North Hobart for one premiership, then went to Glenorchy with his mates and played in two premierships. So he played in ten. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was on, wasn't that fortunate. So I played at Newtown, where so my, my dad was uh, coach captain at the time, Roger Woolley. So um, I played there when I was fourteen, and then uh, went to Melbourne for footy when I was when I was seventeen. So I played just for three or four years at Newtown. Then my brother played there. Then he went to Glenorchy with his mates, and then Dad ended up at, uh, at Glenorchy as well. Terrific, Rocket. Great to hear your voice, mate, and great to hear your words on all things footy and all the best for tonight. Uh, congratulations, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the trip. Star. Thanks, mate. Rodney Ede, thank you so much for joining us. What a legend. Four-time Premiership player.
Welcome back to Jack and Flash. David Lithgow, Brett Jeeves with you. Apology letters. You've got a partial one, Brett Jeeves. Tell us about it. Yeah, a little controversial, and it's and it's off the back of um, Cam Smith winning uh, the Open recently and putting on a masterclass. Uh, and then the talk surrounding that, there was a, a question asked of him about the Live Golf Tour. Yes. And is there interest? And he shot it down. It was, it was, an, it was an angry non-denial. Whack. Yeah. And then, of course, it surfaced that there's potential $100 million offer being being raised or you know, put forward to, to Cam Smith. And then, of course, from that, there's some theories that um, Leishman, Scott and Smith will form their own Australian team and there will be an Australian event. Um, and... It's just leading me towards, is there a potential apology to the Live Golf Tour if they start actually bringing in all the... We're talking about Cam Smith's the hottest golfer oh, on the planet right now. Yes. Leishman, Scott, the, I read this morning that there are top 40 players on the PGA Tour who are, who are begging to become part of this, this Live Golf expansion. Yep. Um, are, we, are we right to start thinking, well, geez, mate, you know, because... Out of the gate, it yes. was it was poo pooed. It yep. was you know, and and obviously you know the talk of um, you know Saudi sports watching and you know all, all this you know all the all the stuff that comes with it, how it's funded and where it's funded. What do you make of it? What do you think? Well, let's look at who's there now. Dustin Johnson's there, world number sixteen. Kupka, we know about Lewis Steisen, who's a, a two time major champion. Bryson's there. Kevin Nah, Cockerack. So there's Patrick Reed, Garcia ranked sixty nine, and then there's Charles. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How the third this week. So, look, it's building. Um, it's a good one because that's something very much that we'll stay and watch because I think you're right. There's little apologies perhaps headed towards live, get, live golf. I was going to say live eat. They're not live eat. Eyes, the other one. <laughs> Jack and Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome to the second hour of Jack and Flash right here on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN Track Northern Tasmania and the SEN app. Brett Jeeves is here with us as Jack prepares for the Dockers in a massive game, by the way, tonight. It's all here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. Now... This last hour of the show this morning, Hawthorne GM of footy, Rob McCartney, is going to join us with a battle of Tasmanian tenants. It's not a bad analogy. <laughs> the Hawks playing it's the Kangaroos tomorrow. Matt Reid from Tas Racing. And, of course, the hottest segment in radio talk in Tasmania, hot or not, at the end of the hour. Now, Brett, this is, look, every week in AFL at the moment, I know as a Hawthorne man, yet. You're not quite as giddy as some of the teams. They're a bit higher up the ladder, but it's a phenomenal even year, and I think tonight's a prime example of that because I'd have no idea who's winning the Tigers and Freo. 
Yeah, it's um, it, it has been pretty good. Obviously, there's a there's a cluster of teams on. Was it 36 points? I think 36 to 40 from kind of six through 12, I think. So, um, you know, tonight's a huge game for Richmond. They're obviously... Monster. They'd be, uh, they'd be very flat on, on losing to the Roos uh, last week. You just would have penciled that one in and, and, you, and you roll forward to 40 points. Uh, have I got that right? Yeah, 36 for Richmond. Uh, so they, they would have been banking on being a game clear of, of that cluster uh, just outside the eight on 36. But um, Fre- Fremantle have been really impressive. The challenge for them, and I need to check where this game... Is this in Perth or is it in Melbourne? No, it's in Melbourne. Yeah, tonight. The, yep. cha- the challenge for Frio is... Marvel. ...is around how well do they travel. Um, you know, they're, they're, pre- they're very good at Optus. Is is Marvel... Does it suit them? Are they are they going to play good footy there? Uh, that's that's the question to you. Yeah, I look, I think it does suit them a bit. That They were... Look, they were just beaten by a better side last week, I reckon, over there. Swans are very good. They got off through a fly, the Dockers, and were three or four goals up early, But which is normal for the Swans. They do tend to get a bit behind. But they're a good side. Um, I just can't get a read on them long term. This is a monster game for the Tigers. Mitch Scott, our producer, said to me during the week, he said, Flash, we've lost three games that we absolutely should have won, five we could have won. We should be in the top two. And I said, well, no, Mitch. You, should, you shouldn't be in the top two because good sides win those games. But footy, footy supporters are mad, aren't they? <laughs> oh my God. Of course they're mad, and he's a prime example. Mag Dockers have lost only two games on the road this season. Uh, Tigers have go. won three of their last ten games at Marvel uh, and haven't won there since Damien Hardwick <laughs> wanked it saying, I hate coming here. Um, he doesn't like Marvel Stadium, as we know. Oh, so, I do remember him saying that. So yeah. that, there's the pessimistic part of a Richmond supporter coming through to us. The travel gets clear. the travel gets Richmond having to travel to Marvel. They obviously don't travel well. That's no Rory Lobb. Um, so he's not there, and the Tigers bring that back Soldo, but still no Dustin Martin mm. or Tom Lynch. Who wins? Well, Lynch is the big one. I think. I think based on those stats, you know uh, that that they uh, that the Tigers don't play well at Marvel. You've almost got to go with Frio. Yep, um, I, I, I'm I'm going to go the Tigers by point. I'm going to give them this is this is it. This is their season right now. They don't win this, put put a line through it, they're done. A Jack Masterclass. Well, he's in pretty good form. He just good get last the week. Kicking boots on a little bit more. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. The Tassie Tenants Derby tomorrow here in Hobart. Jack Gunston back for the Mighty Hawks uh, after the very terrible passing of his father yeah, Ray sad Gunston. News. Um, which is, yeah, one of those things, you, I don't know about you, you always think about the day when your mum or your dad die. It won't be fun. Um, something, you know, I've always thought it's... Yeah, it's very, we've only got one of them. It's a horrible one. But, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, big game for both clubs. Yep. And I think, um, you know, Mitch has summed that up nicely. The producer stumped it in there, the, the battle of the tenants. Yes. Based on both their years, they'll be arguing over the toilet paper, like most tenants do, who's paying for it, because they've been... A bit poopy. <laughs> Catch a live forward. on SEN Tasmania. Um, Need of a comedy drum there. Crowd expectations, more Hawks or North Melbourne supporters. More Hawks supporters. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think. Definitely. Yeah, they've yeah, been travelling the Lonnie for too yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to drive over the river. Uh, Swans versus Adelaide. No changes uh, at this stage for either side. That game's at the SCG. Crows have been okay. They've They've been competitive, but... Haven't quite got it across the line. Very young list. Swans, 
going pretty well. Not not good enough to, to beat the Swans at the SCG, the Crows. Question for you, um, Chad Warner. Is he is he kind of Ooh, nudging his golly. way into that top mm, echelon of jeepers. You know, fan crushy sort of? You know, because you're a Brett Kirk, Jude Bolton, all that, Stu yeah. Maxfield, oh, all those all guys. They were they, Jared Crouch, yeah, Nuts, yeah. not all the superstars. Nick Fosdyke, we love the we love that. But the, this guy, this guy looks like he. He could he's, be a superstar. A you know what I love about player. him, and I've loved about him since his debut. He has this ability to tuck it under the arm, but then always cut back in the corridor. He he he, he refuses. To, well, he does at times, like they all do structurally. They kick it left and right and head it out to the wings. But he he wants to go back through the corridor at all times, and he's explosive. He's quicker than you think. Um, he's elite. He's in the top ten in the competition for assists. Goal assists. Um, his game last week was absolutely stunning. One of the best individual games of anyone this year. He was um, superb. I'm actually sad I asked now. <laughs> well, you wanted it, you got it. But yeah, it's an- I got it. Uh, it's yeah, another Kinnear beats and Peach in the mid 30s. Port Adelaide, Geelong. Very quickly, what do we think there? Do you get cats, you'd think. Cats, but- yeah. Cats are playing good footy. I know Rocket was. He's not a yep. fan of them. Doesn't like them. But um, yeah, sadly for Rocket, they're 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 flying at the moment. No Menegola, who's out with a concussion. The derby up in Queensland at the Gabba, Brisbane versus the Gold Coast. Oh, Brizzy, yeah, mm. Brizzy. I think Gold Coast are probably queuing the rack now. They've they've dropped a lot Cue of the their rack. Older, Cue clash, pardon the pun. Older, a lot of their older guys. Uh, Elijah Holland's debuts. Um, another young fella back in. So, yeah, I think they'll, they'll start looking to the future now. Big ins for the Lions. Zorko, Rich, the big O, Barry and Adams come back. They've been a little bit decimated the last two or three weeks with COVID, etc. That that all please Lions fans. Uh, Lions. Better, I think. Um, I don't trust them, but they're better than the Gold Coast. Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. The grand final replay uh, from last year. It's not the MCG. It's at Marvel Why Stadium. Why would that not be at the MCG? Uh, it's a Western Bulldogs home game. Even still, they, they'd take the cash, no, wouldn't they, to they, move it no, to the G? The no, extra, no, 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 they want to play. Extra they, kiosk money, no, don't they get the gate takings? They want to play at Marvel. They do play well at Marvel. Norton's back for the Dogs, which is a big in. Oliver and Petty back for the Ds. It's an interesting game. Nah, Ds, I think. The Doggies are too inconsistent. They're all over the place. Oh, I'm just going to tip an upset here because this is, like we talk about the Tigers, this is season stuff here for the Dogs. I'm going the Dogs by a point in an upset. Based on Gill's, uh, and very quickly, based on Gill's you know, want for change with the ducking, the diving, the yes. dodging, the dipping. Uh, the Cody, Popeye, rule. Yep. Cody Waitman might not get a kick ever again in the AFL. That's a very real chance. Carlton, Let's move forward, though. Carlton versus GWS. Uh, the Blue Baggers, who were disappointing last week against the Cats, they lose Hewitt to an injury. Hayes to suspension. The Giants will be without Kelly Green, Hogan, Connor Item. I feel like they've almost put the cue in the rack, the Giants. Jeez, it's a, it's a super coach week nightmare, this one. Um, yep. Kelly out, Hewitt out, yep. Whitfield still out. He's been um, good with you. Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, Colton, for me. Me too. I think the Blue Baggers will get a much-needed win as they're just staggering a little bit at the moment. Suddenly, this game has some real, real buzz. The Mighty Pies... And the Bombers, one of the great traditional duels of all time in our VFL-AFL history. And the Bombers, we talked about this on the show a month ago. They'll, you watch them, they'll storm home. They do it every year, don't they? They do it every year. They but start, I, you know what? I think they're, I think they're better. They get, 
look, they've stuffed it up every year, but they've got some talent, the Bombers. We've been to every... every I know, know they in, seduced me this year. I tipped them to finish seventh. In round 19, every year, oh, the Bombers are showing something. They'll be great. You know, and, and everyone everyone stops like you just did now. I think this is, you know, I think this yep. is the time. It's not, it's not the time. Good They'll morning. do the same thing next Good year. Good morning to Richard Allenby and Hamish Kingston this morning. <laughs> and West Coast versus St Kilda. So the Saints lose Ryder, likely for the season. Well, it's mm. certainly four to six weaker, which is not cool. He's so important. Um, Rowan Marshall is going to play, we think, after resting with an illness last week. Seb, Seb Ross amongst the Saints extended inclusions, of course, um, they dropped Zach Jones, the former Swan, out of that team. He's a bit disappointing, Zach Jones. He, anyway, I won't get into that topic. What do you think? Uh, well, huge game for the Saints. Must win, obviously, um, if they want to stay connected and have a chance. Ryder's a huge loss for them. He, he's unbelievable. Well, he's. I'm going oh, yeah. to go over the top here. He's he's got to be in the top three ruckman in the comp. He's superb. Thirty four years of age. Well, he just gets it done. And his, ta- his tap work is um, royal royal service for those uh, for that St Kilda midfield. Uh, West Coast. You know they're slowly. Well, they were starting to get some of their stars back. Yeo was back in and yes. back out, and and so um, uh, the young. Mid-season draft pick uh, Jai Cully. He debuted last week. He looked pretty good. So, but the same is for me. Uh, quick text off the line from Art from Tranmere. Let this go. Flash this Tassie thing. We can't sustain it. We can't afford it, and we don't want it. So there's a Tasmanian Art from Tranmere who's not interested in the Tassie team. We like everybody's opinions here on Jack and Flash. That's for sure. Catch every guy game this weekend live on AFL Nation across the weekend on the SEN app and with North Melbourne Hawthorne live on SEN tomorrow. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash. Great to have your company this morning. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you as we're rolling through the last 40 minutes of the program this morning. North Melbourne hosting Hawthorne tomorrow in the Battle of the Tassie Tenants. I didn't know it came up with that. I think it was Mitch. I like it. Had to be Mitch. Um, at Bluntson Arena, of course. We'll be there calling the game live. Myself, Matty Capuan and Holly Fowler. Looking forward to that. And I tell you what, it's foreign territory for the Hawks. And here to talk about it's the GM of football, Rob McCartney. Good morning to you, Rob. Great to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to getting down to Hobart. We don't uh, we don't do that end of Tassie too often. We um, obviously uh, do the other end, but uh, we're looking forward to playing some footy there and and uh, hopefully bringing a little bit of joy to our our uh, supporters that might be um, going to attend. Rob, I was trying to think in terms of a roster game. I can't remember the Hawks playing one game there. Have I got that right, or has there been a game perhaps that I've missed that you can recall? I can't recall, and, and, no. and I think I've heard through the club, um, you know, through the week that this is our first game for points. There may have been. Um, I think some it was a practice game. Once. And, yeah, 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 but not not that, a game for points. So that was at North Hobart Oval, I think, a long, long time ago. Well, I'm, I, I'm not even, Brett, yeah, is, that, is that you, Brett? Well, yeah, Brett's hey, saying, hey, sorry, I know he's, a, he's, a, he's a Hawks man, Brett, isn't he? No, is that right? Not wrong. Should, yeah, should have introduced wrong. myself. Yeah, sorry, yeah, mad Hawks supporter. Uh, we've obviously had some yep. good times together, the Hawks and I. 
Um, yeah. Well, the Buddy thirteen game, of course, was at York Park. We're not talking about we don't talk about Buddy when we talk oh, about let the it Hawks go. good times. <laughs> he doesn't like the Swans either. I can assure you on the back of that. Rob, um, interesting year, and I've really enjoyed the Hawks year. I calling the games last year and. There was always a, a lot of negativity about um, where Hawthorne were travelling. And I, personally, not to sound like Nostradamus, but I saw some some real glimpses. And I think we're seeing more of that this year. And there seems to be some real energy about the Hawks and the way they've applied your trade under Sam Mitchell's first year this year. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a good assessment that you make. There were some things to like towards the end of, of last season. But if you looked at it as a whole, um, you know, we... we We'd got to a phase that we needed to to take stock, make a new plan, you know, and and start to surge towards making a new period of history for our footy club, and and that included Sam coming in as as our coach, which you know, Sam's been outstanding in uh, season twenty twenty two in in instilling a game plan that not only excites our players, but I think actually gives hope to our our members and fans as well, and um, you know they're playing a, a brand of footy that you know, I think people can see that when it gets to be a little bit more consistent, and that's been our challenge, being able to do it more regularly through games and between games, but when we can do it more consistently, I think it will hold up in, in the pressures of finals footy. Tell us a little bit about what's happening below the AFL team. So, you know, the VFL coverage is, is good, but for those that, that aren't tuning in you know, the, the, to the VFL and Hawks supporters... Uh, Brockman, Jackers, th- those sorts of guys. Who's who's performing really well um, at at VFL level that you know offers a little bit towards the future? Yeah, well, it's it's really interesting. This year, you've probably been able to get to see most of those those players have some exposure to AFL footy. So, um, unfortunately, young Tyler Brockman, who you you would have seen ten times last season uh, at AFL level, has just had a horrid run with injury. The only time he's he's graced the park was for for 10 minutes in a VFL game where he then popped his shoulder and, and has to has had surgery and will be out for the season. So, um, But the rest, look, we've, we've got 30 players on our list that are 23 and younger. Um, 16 of those played last weekend, um, you know, when we had our, our game uh, at the MCG that, that uh, we saluted in. So at the moment, our young brigade, our supporters are actually getting to see them in the bigger stage. And that, that has always been our plan this year is to to give greater exposure to the, the next group that we think might, you know, surge our club back to where we're so used to being, and that's playing footy in finals and uh, and getting to the pointy end of September. It's a it's a good point, and as a as a Hawks fan, you know, I, I sometimes, if if I'm honest, I struggle with the rebuild phase. You know, we are we have been so fortunate to have experienced the, you know this longevity of. Um, premiership success and if we weren't winning flags we were losing him to your swans or we were thereabouts what does what does success look like internally rob you know for a hawk supporter we we want to win flags obviously um but yeah. you know help help us understand what success looks like for the footy club over the next two to three years yeah well, look you know i think it's it's more of of what you've seen this year it's it's that group of players that um you know, in three years' time, will be at the age that they might have 70 and 80 games under their belt, and and really, you know, taking this club as their own club and and creating a new piece of history for for Hawks fans and and for those internal as well. So, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of of that growth even this year. So, Mitch Lewis and and Dylan Moore as they get 
you know, closer to 50 games, they've started to show that they're, they're really comfortable at the level, but not only comfortable at the level, they're, they're able to, to hold their own against any opponent and perform. Now, we've got to find more of those types of players. We think Jaius is, is starting to get close to that point. We think Newcomb has the potential to be there. Um, you know, young Rees has only played, you know, in the teens in terms of games. We need to get another 20, 40 games into, into him. And can he be a, you know, a ruckman in the competition that stands, you know, within the best two, three, four within the competition? So that's what, that's what we'll be doing over the next couple of years is continuing to, to look and find and provide opportunities to, to players who can be part of our next flag. Um, and internally what we're doing is, is we're trying to fast track that development. So, you know, using our coaches in, in Andy Collins is a, is a great, uh, football mind is our head of development, but all our line coaches in, in Newman and Harvey and Hale and Hickmott, you know, having real clear plans for their own performance that is all around making our players better. So, Tough question here, and I, I, I semi-apologise for it. You mentioned uh, you mentioned premiership window, so you know who's who's going to be part of that that next premiership team. Uh, Mitchell Wingard O'Meara bought in potentially, you know, by Clarko as as premiership top ups. You know, as part of that as part of that window. Do you see from a list management perspective those three guys being a part of of, of that premiership team, or is there thought that maybe, um, you know, age wise they're uh, they're on the wrong end of that? Um, what, what's what's your general thought about that? Yeah, look, I I think in terms of age wise, um, they're they're definitely in the window if we can get there within that you no know, three four year period. Um, so realistically, they still hold out a great deal of hope, um, and so they should. Um, but at the moment, they also realise that their role is to to actually nurture and develop these players underneath them and and provide them with the the best possible program and environment to get better sooner. And if they do that, obviously that um, fulfills the other part of, of their reward is that they get to play in finals. And, and that's, yeah, you're right. That's what they come to our club to do. Jack Gunston returning this week. Um, a really tough week for that young man with a passing music father, Rob. Yeah. He, it, look, it's an amazing family. Um, you know, Ray, Mandy, Jack and Kate, um, it's only fitting that they're part of the family club, to be honest. Um, we marvel when we watch the connection that, that all four have. Um, we, we feel the pain that they've been through in these last couple of weeks with the sudden passing of Ray. Um, he, was, he was definitely a person who was a big part of, of our football environment. We saw him post every game in the rooms and if we were travelling on the plane on the way home um, he's going to be sorely missed and um, you know, Jack Jack will uh, find time to, to grieve over this period and, and the beauty is hopefully maybe football might be part of his, his movement as he goes forward and, and we'll see him play on the weekend and I hope that brings Jack some joy um, I, know, I know Jack and Ray had just a special bond around the game yeah, very tragic indeed. Um, Rob, for all the Hawthorne Nuffies, and I'm not a, sorry, I don't shouldn't say that. Brett's a Hawthorne Nuffy, um, and there's a lot of them here in Tasmania. A lot of Hawks fans, and the, the club certainly has done a terrific job uh, getting more fans the last 20 years. 
Tell them the diff- Tell them what Sam Mitchell brings to the table in terms of we you've you've replaced one of the most iconic coaches of all time. We're nearly through the first year. What's the real point of difference that Sam has um, installed in the club? Yeah, look, I what I would would say is um, the point of difference isn't that there's a great deal of difference. Um, Sam right, is, is a person. Yeah, Sam is a person who sees the game so amazingly well and. You know, Clarko was the same. What we're getting is we're getting another, we're getting another Clarko with with bringing Sam into the the environment. But he's not even forty years old at the moment, so he's got such a long period of time to to nurture and grow and get better. Um, we're so fortunate to have him at our football club, um, and what we will see is we've seen this year we'll see him challenge the game in the way that he sees it and wants to play it. Um, he'll nurture young players and, and develop them as Clarko did in the early 2000s and hopefully what he'll also get to experience is the success that Clarko was able to to uh, experience as well. So Rob, dur- during the week obviously a lot made of the, uh, the the shrugging and the ducking, the dodging, the diving, the um, you know the, the potential exploitation of, of the rule on high contact. Um, have you had Paul Puopolo at the club in the last couple of years to help out from a training <laughs> oh, standpoint? <laughs> Now, very, Rob, I'm a Swan supporter. I can assure <laughs> you, Poppy, you used to annoy me. What a wonderful player, by the way. They but did it well. Yeah, he did it well. And they props. did, and, and he was. And it's, this is the thing. I think this is, you know, we get so wound up in the last couple of weeks about this being, you know, something that's just entered our game. It, it hasn't. You know, there's been no, players that have been able to, to, to exploit, you know, this rule for a while, and we, we must... Uh, we, we must admit that Hawthorne, we have spoken about Poppy a little bit in the last couple of weeks. It's become so. topical. And, <laughs> and the beauty was, um, as funny story is that we had a, a, a little bit of a an opportunity to, to say thanks to a few players who played with us and, and retired around that COVID period. So Poppy was actually at the game on the weekend and um, was farewelled in front of the crowd. So I don't know whether he, he sort of, you know, mimicked the little uh, shoulder shrug, but um, he's a great great player for a footy club and and um, we loved having him back but yes his name has been mentioned a few times over the last couple of weeks but my thing is that this is this has been part of our game for a for a, a number of years 20 years different times sort of, yep. yeah different times it sort of gets to be a bit topical and then it sort of floats into the the ether a little bit as well well, Rob, the good news is for all Hawks fans, Brett included, that if you win the last five and all the results go your way, you can still <laughs> fall in and... Is that uh, true? Well, you, can we? Well, you've won six, so if you win 11, that's 44. Oh, currently, no. currently, the Tigers are in at 36, <laughs> as are the Dogs. You need them both to keep losing and win the last five, nothing to see. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I think Hawks supporters are, you know, like Rob identified, um, happy to see the list evolving and no we, we haven't thought about finals much in the last five or six weeks. Rob, good luck for tomorrow, yeah. mate. It's an interesting game. The Kangaroos, of course, uh, had a good win last week. Yeah, we respect them them greatly. They've been a side. It's it's amazing over the last few years. Um, doesn't matter where they're on the ladder or where on the ladder. We seem to we seem to have really challenging games against the Kangaroos, and their last fortnight um, has been you know particularly better than maybe what the first part of the year was. So. Um, we'll respect them and, and hopefully uh, you know our players will turn up ready to play and we'll get a good game and, and hopefully we salute. Rob McCartney, the GM of football at Hawthorne, thanks so much for joining us here on Jack and Flash. No worries, guys. Good on you.
course, you can live stream every Tassie race on Form Plus Pro. Sign up for free on tazracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly as always. Call 1-800-858-858. And on that note, as always, every Friday morning, we've got Snapper time. Matty Reid on the line from Taz Racing. Good morning, Snapper. Morning, Flash. How are you? Terrific. Thank you, mate. And how's things with you? How's the week been? Yeah, no, it hasn't uh, hasn't been too bad. We're surviving the cold and uh, gearing up for another fairly busy weekend of racing across the board. Give us a snapshot of what uh, you're looking forward to the most, mate. Harness racing in Launceston tonight with eight races, and we've got another good nine-race card in Hobart on Sunday evening. It's only a small field, but there's a really good open-class race on that uh, Hobart program. 2018 Easter Cup and Tassie Golden Apple winner Harjeet returns for uh, trainer-driver Todd Rattray. After nearly 11 months off with a hop problem, he'll need to be somewhere near his best as uh, the track record holder, Sonny Sands, along with uh, the Shallows, who's also won an Easter Cupper in that field of seven. So it's a pretty big weekend of harness racing. And then thoroughbred racing comes from Launceston on Sunday. 11.20 is the first of nine races there. I'm very keen to see the first of two open handicap races on that program. We've got the Airborne Julius for Hall of Fame trainer Barry Campbell. He's arriving off three very impressive Devonport synthetic wins. But, of course, he needs to take that to the grass. And his main danger looks music edition who's won three of four starts since he arrived in the state and joined the stables of Glenn Stevenson. So I think that pair have got uh, new market ambitions, which is in early December, and uh, we'll, we'll sort of see where they fit in a little bit more in that race. Snapper, everybody, as always, this time of the week, is standing by with their pens, looking forward to getting your best tip of the weekend. We did okay last week. Um, Rebel Factor got the chocolates for us. Flash, so we'll see how we go here. Uh, one that hasn't been great to me, this horse, uh, race four, number six in Launceston on Sunday, obvious step. Probably should have won both of her runs since she arrived in Tassie, and she hasn't won either, unfortunately. But gets a pilot change here. Daniel Ganderton has a turn in the saddle. I think the lower draw suits, and will probably get an each-way price. I think she would be somewhere around four or five bucks. So that's race four, number six, obvious step in Launceston on Sunday. Live stream every Tassie race on Form Plus Pro. Sign up here for free at tazracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good on you, Snapper. Look forward to catching you next week. You will. Thanks, Flash. So there you go. There's the tip. I've, I know you've written that down. Uh, you're not a punter, I know. Not that, a punter, that, no, there, might be some, there might be some money there for us going forward. I'd like to spend my money on food, if I'm honest. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Gar- and guaranteed. Plenty of it. Guaranteed satisfaction. Yep. It's hot. Real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not Wait. It is hot indeed. Hot or not is here for another Friday morning. Thanks to HCI for easy health insurance. Say hi to HCI. Great to have you back, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you. Hot or not time, Brett. I know this is what gets you here every time you come and sit next to me. Okay, now sit back, young man, and I'm going to kick us off here. Hot or not, the AFL has made the right call in clarifying the rules around the head-high tackling, or as Rob said, the Paul Puyopolo rule. Yeah, I think that's hot. Mm. I think it's hot. You know and what I'm talking about. I think, uh, I think, and look, it's difficult to speak when they've, you've got the producer putting that sort of uh, love stuff it. in your ear. But um, 
It kind of had to happen because, you know, Ginevan and yep. Whiteman, so demonstrative in their, in their, in their wants, their lusts for the free kick. And, yep. and I, it's, it was getting ugly to watch. And I think one of the, one of the differences between the Selwood shrug and the sure Puopolo shrug, yep. shrug, shrug, yep. is that they've got the ball. Yes. So, and Selwood in particular. And I think I'd like, maybe the apology letter should have been to Selwood. I think maybe I've got the Selwood one wrong in that, he picks the ball up, makes a charge, gets tackled, pops the arm up, and it's he's, if if the free kick's not paid, he's still running, he's yes. still going goalward bound, he's still making a play. Whereas the other two dudes, Ginevan, um, Waitman, they're going to end up on the deck. Yes, and and that's the difference. Selwood's using his strength, yep. exploiting the rules, and he's openly said that if they change the rules, I'll change my game. And 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 Puopolo was able to exploit you know to exploit that loophole in the rule, but both guys they weren't picking up the ball and diving into people. They weren't throwing themselves. Um, they weren't diving into swimming no. pools. It's a, and and to me that's the difference in why they needed to be clear. Can I say well, with Joel Selwood, he he is a genius still at milking a free kick. Let's be clear about that. Let's not let him off the hook completely. Hot or not for you, Flash? Alistair Clarkson will turn his back on Tasmania by signing. As North Melbourne coach, oh, I can't believe this is a Who story. Even put but, that well, in I'm going to say it's a not, but clearly it probably <laughs> nah. is a hot because if Tom Brown said it's happening, he said it is happening. It's a done deal, 1.6 million a year. That staggers me. Cash. I would have, I would have said yeah. a not, but maybe it's actually a hot. Um, but he's not turning his back on Tassie. Though. Don't think so. That's not. You know, he can't hold out hope that it's going to happen and he'll be no, the no, inaugural he coach. He can still be the inaugural coach yep. in three years' time. When Burnham, it happens, Burnham, would you coach North Melbourne for three years and then Burnham? for one point six? Mm. I'd, I'd big yeah, baller, isn't I it? I think you would. Okay, hot or not, it would be Collingwood's best interest to trade Brody Grundy, who has five years left on a contract worth nine hundred k a year. We can bring him up to Sydney if you like. Uh, hot or not, Brett? Uh, it's hot. I think it's hot. Yeah, that's hot. I think uh, they've had cap issues for a couple of years. Darcy Cameron's proved himself as a, sure. a very good option. He goes forward, kicks goals, gets around the grounds. Grundy's form pre-injury, probably, you know, you, that they would have been questioning the 900K five years. Uh, I'd have him at the Hawks, though. Uh, I think every other club would, would have him if Collingwood were going to stump up a little bit, of, little bit of contract money to take him. And it also depends on what you get. And, and you know, Tom Brown reported there'll be a bit of an exodus from, um, you know, Hopper, Taranto, uh, Bruin. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, trade. Trade time. We love trades. I don't know, Flash. The Hurricanes have been shafted again by drawing the last pick in the BBL draft. I'm not sure if shafted again is the right word, but there's some there's some talent there and there's some people that have really put their hands up to be a part of this shindig. They're not, well, they're, I know what they're not going to get. They're not going to get Baba, are they? They're not going to get the great one because he'll be somewhere at the top. Um, Faf's put in. Um, Pollard's there. Um, Shaheem Shahifridi. Um, Rashid Khan, of course, Khan. bravo. Rashid Khan would be the one, well, wouldn't thought, he? Yeah. Just the dominant spinner that we yeah. probably haven't well, Not had, really. I, well, I like C-Boys when he... But it, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been around for a while, though. He hasn't, well, I, no. I like Boise, too. I think he was probably... A little bit in that form of the game. I thought he was good. Yeah. Had some injury and That's sort hot. of health issues, didn't he? I think so. Um, now, this is a good one. I'm going to give this to you. Hot or not, love this. The NBL is now the number one feeder league to the NBA after the Melbourne United's Jack White became the last player 
to head to the States, sign a two-way contract with the Denver Nuggets. I think we just need to... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I guess that's a knot. Nah, bring it back a little bit. That's a knot. Well, hang on. Sure I'll give you the Lamello Ball, Josh Giddy, both NBL Rookies of the Year. Um, it mightn't be the number one, but I'll tell you what. It's up there. It's improving. It's and so that's, good. That, that's the exciting part. So yep. they've, they've done an unbelievable job. The, the rise of uh, the Future Stars program is a great one. Um, and unbelievable to see uh, Jack White get a crack because he's, he's, uh, he's so impressive. He's good. Seems and, like a good guy. But you yep, know what it does. He's good. White departs. Looks like Deliver Dover is going to sign with the Kings. Leaves a bit of money for United. Yes. You know who's available? Ooh. Josh Adams. That, and would that, would that oh, break our hearts? Yes. Yes. Yes, it would. One to keep an eye on. Hot or not, Flash, this is big, actually. This yes. is a big hot or not. North Melbourne deserves a priority pick. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, I've said all year, yes, they do, but I'm changing my no, mind. No, you're hot. No, well, not, I'm actually saying, nah. because I, I think that, you, 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 you know, they've got, they've got some good kids. Um, you lay what you sow, um, you make good decisions and bad decisions. I've changed my mind, I'm saying a not. I think they deserve one. I don't like the I don't like the public announcement in no. round five that, that they were gonna try for one. Like and and that's a challenge. What message does that send to the playing group and the members? We suck. You know what message it sends to the players? We need a priority pick in round five. Yeah. You suck. Yes. Like, that's what, true. What are they thinking? It's the <laughs> messaging. True. It's the, the, the entire messaging of the ruse has been completely off. That was hot or not. Thanks to HCI for easy health insurance. Say hi to HCI 